This is the One Verse Podcast, where we liberate scripture from religion one verse at a time. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy Myers, and this is the One Verse Podcast. This is a bonus episode. Usually on Wednesday, I publish a podcast episode where we look at a biblical concept and specifically a verse of the Bible that teaches this idea or concept. Maybe it's a tricky Bible passage, but today, as a bonus episode, I'm going to be re-airing for you an interview I just finished with Bob Dutko, who hosts the Bob Dutko Show, which is Detroit's number one talk Christian radio show. All right. Uh, he also has the most, one of the most listened to Christian talk show hosts, uh, radio shows in the United States. So we had a discussion earlier today about my book, What is Faith? And uh, we, we talked for about half an hour regarding the book, the nature of faith, how people can know that they believe, and related concepts. Uh, he, he, has, uh, he does a lot with apologetics and politics and other things. And so he's always trying to give a reasonable explanation for the faith for what we believe as Christians, and so we discuss how my book, What is Faith, can help Christians in that regard. So anyway, we I had a great conversation with Bob, and I think you'll enjoy our conversation as well. So I'm going to replay our interview, our discussion here for you as a bonus episode. I will be back again tomorrow where we continue to talk about faith. We'll be looking at a Bible verse. I haven't decided quite uh, which one quite yet, so make sure you join us tomorrow. Uh, usually live on Facebook at around 2 or 3 in the afternoon Pacific time. and uh, But of course, it, the recording will go here on the podcast as well. So anyway, hey, thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, if you haven't purchased the book yet, get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Kobo, pretty much anywhere books are sold. And right now the ebook version on Amazon is only $2.99. It's a screaming deal. You'll learn about faith, the nature of faith, and we will look at numerous biblical passages that teach about how faith works, what faith is, and most importantly, how to know that you actually believe. All right, so without further ado, here is the Bob Dutko Show, and it interviews me about my book. I'll talk to you a little bit after the show as well, just a little wrap it up. Okay, see you then. You're listening to the Bob Dutko Show, fearlessly defending the faith with you every day. We're going to talk right now about how we even understand faith. What does that mean? How do we even define faith? You know, it's interesting. I remember some of you may recall uh, a few years ago when uh, one of the times we had Mitch Album on the show. And I've always enjoyed having a Mitch on the show. And one of the books that he wrote was Have a Little Faith. Remember that? And when he was in studio with me, I wasn't trying to get into a debate with him, but I, I remember asking him in the show, is having faith automatically a good thing? Should we have faith? And he was like, yes, I think everybody should have faith. And faith is a good thing. And then I asked him, why do we assume faith is a good thing? Because isn't faith only good if what you have faith in is true? But if you have faith in something that's not true, isn't that bad? For example, you have cult leaders that convince their followers to commit suicide. Those people had faith in their cult leader, so those people having faith was bad. If you think you can fly and you can't and you jump out of a 10-story window, 
having faith that you can fly, that's a bad faith. You don't want to have faith in something that's not true. And of course, the only truth is in Jesus Christ. So uh, to me, faith, when people say, oh, it's, I have faith, I have faith, my feeling of faith in what? And you, well, you want to have faith in what is actually true. But a lot of people don't take the time to examine what they believe and why they believe it. And that's a lot of what we talk about on this show. And that's why we get into apologetics as much as we do. But we're going to talk right now about faith with J.D. Myers. J.D. Myers is an author, blogger, podcaster, Bible teacher, author of over 15 books. He currently serves as chaplain for the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And he's author of this book entitled, What is Faith? How to Know That You Believe. It's from Redeeming Press Publishing. And J.D. Myers joins us now. Mr. Myers, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, first, when talking about faith, uh, I mean, one of the things you talk about in your book starting off is even defining faith, understanding what it even really means. So help us kind of understand to kick this off. How do we even properly define what faith means? Yeah, part of the problem is there's just a lot of confusion on what people think about faith. It's sort of like the word love in the Bible. We have this one word for love. In English, and you know, there's a four Greek words, and and so people talk about loving their spouse and loving their hamburger and loving their sports team, and it gets gets all mixed up. Same sort of thing happens with faith, except sort of in reverse. Um, there's we have multiple words in English that we use for faith, such as faith and belief, and sometimes even hope or trust. But in Greek, we just have the one word. <laughs> so uh, people get confused, and so they talk about believing that the you know, Super Bowl coming up, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, or believing that, uh, you know, then they talk about believing in God, or believing that it's going to snow a foot next week, and a lot of times, or believing that they're going to win the lottery, or something like that. So a lot of times, when they talk about faith, they're really talking about hope, or wishful thinking, or something, and so that concept of faith gets all mixed up in their mind, and that is not the way the Bible talks or teaches about faith. Uh, It's not this wishful, hopeful thinking, you know, win the lottery sort of a thing. It's more of a uh, confidence or a persuasion or a conviction that something is true. And so in the book, I do try to point that out and show that better synonyms for faith might be confidence or persuasion um, or, or even knowing Mm-hmm. Uh, might be a good synonym for the word faith. Okay, now some people are going to say that uh, that becomes oxymoronic and that if you know something and you have certainty, then there's no room for faith anymore. Do, do, does certainty in any way diminish the role of faith? Right. So I do talk about that in the book as well. And I, I know that in our culture we have this concept of blind faith or it's taking the blind leap. And lots of times people point to that um, that movie uh, uh, with with Harrison Ford and uh, uh, Indiana Jones, where he, he he tries to you know go across this chasm and he just jumps out there, blind faith sort of thing. But I don't think the Bible presents faith that way. I really do think it is more of a certainty or a persuasion or a conviction. Um, and, and it's basically as you've been talking about over the last hour. I mean, with Ken Ham and then just the the whole discussion with the Noah's Ark. Um, there are reasons and explanations, logical reasons, scientific facts to help explain 
what we believe. And so even though when a person believes a biblical fact or a theological truth or something, they may not know all the reasons, uh, they need to know that there are reasons for what they believe. And so we do have a reasonable faith, and we can be certain about what we believe when we choose to investigate the evidence for it. Right. Well, let's do this. Hang on just a second. We'll take a short break and pick it up from there in a couple of minutes. More with J.D. Myers. The book again, folks, What is Faith? How to Know That You Believe. Again, it's Redeeming Press. You can get it at Amazon and more as we continue through this Bob Duco show on this Tuesday afternoon. You're listening to The Bob Duco Show, continuing our discussion with J.D. Myers, author of the book, What is Faith? How to Know That You Believe. And so let's, J.D., let's go on then to, you talk in your book about how faith works, okay? The the exercise of our faith, uh, if you will. Uh, Help us understand that and to try to simplify, what does it mean to really put your faith into action? Yeah, so part of the problem I think a lot of people face is we know as Christians that there's lots of things we're supposed to believe. And, you know, in pastors and Bible studies and so on, in in sermons we hear the things we're supposed to believe. But lots of Christians wonder if they truly do believe and or if they believed enough or if they believed the right things. And so there's this fear that some people have that, well, I think I believe, but I'm not sure. And sometimes there's this illustration, you probably heard it, about the, the guy who's, who's walking on the tightrope across Niagara Falls, and the crowd gathers, and then he, he goes back and forth, and he says, who thinks I can do it in a wheelbarrow? Oh, yeah, we, we believe you can do it. So he, he pushes a wheelbarrow across, and he comes back and says, who believes that I can push someone inside the wheelbarrow across Niagara Falls? Oh, yeah, we want to see. We want to see that he's okay. Who of you wants to get in the wheelbarrow? And, of course... Nobody wants to do that. And so a lot of times the application from that illustration is, you know, if you aren't willing to get into the wheelbarrow, then you really don't believe. Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, I think I believe, but I wouldn't get into the wheelbarrow. I mean, I don't know about you, Bob, but I sure sure would not get into that wheelbarrow. (laughs) But I believe. I know I believe. And so people have this, this question, do I really believe what I get into the, wheel, into the wheelbarrow? And I do talk about that in the book. And the, the, the fact of the matter is the people on the shore, they did believe many things. And they believed that he could push a guy across Niagara Falls in a wheelbarrow. But they also believed that eventually the man was going to fall off of that tightrope when he's pushing somebody in a wheelbarrow. I mean, it might be a gust of wind, might be a bird that mm-hmm. hits him in the head, might be a, you know, a rainstorm that comes out of somewhere, and he's going to slip and fall. And they didn't want to be in the wheelbarrow when it fell. So they knew he could do it, and maybe 999 times out of 1,000 he could do it, but they didn't want to be the one in that wheelbarrow when it finally fell. And so I'm pointing out in the book that they did truly believe he could. They just didn't believe he could do it every time. And I show that that's the same way faith works for us in our own lives. And we don't need to have, as Christians, we don't have a monolithic faith. We don't have a faith uh, that has to always accept 100% all the time and know the reasons for everything, uh, every theological truth. Mm -hmm. Let me just give a different example. My grandmother rejected Christianity because she couldn't believe that Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. 
Okay. Now, you know, and there might be some Christians out there the same way. Oh, I want to believe, but but I can't accept some of the things in the Bible. And so what I try to point out in the book is that you can believe in Jesus, you can believe in the existence of God, you can believe in all sorts of things, all, and, and I believe 100% the Bible is true. I do believe Methuselah lived to be 969 years old. I do too. But you don't have to reject all of it because you can't believe some of it. And there are reasonable explanations for how Methuselah lived to be 969 years old, scientific explanations. But just because you don't know what those are right now doesn't mean you have to reject everything. Mm -hmm. And so I point out in the book that our faith is sort of like an Excel spreadsheet, and each little belief, each individual separate statement, factual statement from Scripture, sort of resides in its own cell. And as we flip those cells on or off as we believe them or don't believe them, then they have a sort of a cascading effect throughout the rest of the beliefs mm-hmm. in, in that Excel spreadsheet. And so what I encourage people to do is take some of the basic beliefs that are true to Christianity, maybe start with some of the most foundational ones, the existence of Jesus, what he taught in the Gospels, his death and his resurrection, and investigate those, find the reasonable, historical, scientific evidence that helps us know the truth of those, and then build on those. And eventually, I'm convinced, eventually you'll get to the point where you do believe that Methuselah is 969 years old. And as you were talking at the top of the hour, uh, you know, how the animals fit on the ark, there's reasonable explanations for all of that. Mm-hmm. And people can investigate that right. and research that. But at the very beginning, when they're coming from atheism or some other religion, you don't have to know it all and believe it all at the very beginning. You can start with the basics, believe that, and then move on from there to okay. investigate, research some of the other truths. So that's, that's what right. I encourage people to do. J.D., we got one more short break. Hang on a couple minutes from now. We'll spend our last few minutes together next more with J.D. Myers, the book again, folks, What is Faith? How to Know That You Believe. You can go to redeeminggod.com, get the book at Amazon, and more in a couple of minutes here on the Bob Duco Show. You're listening to the Bob Duco Show, fearlessly defending the faith with you every day. Spending our last few minutes with J.D. Myers talking about his book, What is Faith? You know, J.D., when you were talking about the the Methuselah 600, or 969 years issue, I uh, to me, there's a little bit of logic to to apply to this issue as well. Because my audience knows, and I've said this countless times, uh, my faith is not dependent upon logic, but it's backed up by logic. And so I want to see that, that our faith is a reasonable faith. It's, a, it's logical to have the faith that we have as Christians. And I, I tend to be a left-brain guy, and so that's where a lot of my focus is, and okay, fine. Uh, but whenever, I've had this before, people say to me, people call into my show, I'm sorry, I just have a hard time believing that uh, somebody survived in the belly of a big fish for three days, or I have just a hard time believing uh, that, you know, some of the things that we read in the Bible, a guy called into my show one time, was like, Bob, you seem like an intelligent person. You really believe a donkey talked, okay? And so, uh, with all of these people, I say the same thing, and I would say the same thing to any lady who said, I just can't accept Methuselah living 969 years. Do you believe that there's a God who created the universe, or do you believe that the universe created itself somehow? 
with no God. Mm-hmm. And usually they will say, well, no, there's got to be a God who created the universe. It's like, okay, so that there is a God who's powerful enough to create an entire universe out of nothing. You do believe that, right? Yes. Okay. What, which do you believe is the bigger miracle, to create an entire universe or to make a donkey within that universe talk or to make a man live to be 969 years old? If I watch someone lift 500 pounds, bench press 500 pounds before my eyes, am I then going to say, yeah, but I have a hard time believing he could bench press 150 pounds? I watched him bench press 500. Uh, it's much easier for him to bench press 150. If we know that God created the universe... All of these other miracles are basically card tricks compared to creating a universe. Why is it hard to believe that God could do this? Absolutely true. Yeah, and that just sort of goes in with that illustration I used earlier about the Excel spreadsheet, Microsoft Excel. One Mm -hmm. of the cells on that spreadsheet, in a sense, is God exists. And if that is turned on for you, if that's true... Then related to that is, well, God created the universe. That would be, you know, a a follow-up belief to the fact that God exists. And if you believe that also, then you're absolutely right. All of these miracles and events in Scripture that people struggle with, well, if you believe God exists, and if you believe God created the universe, then you're absolutely right. The rest of this is just card tricks. Right. It's not now, a problem for God at all. Let me ask you another aspect of faith this week, because we only have a couple of minutes left. And sure. I, you know, I'm not trying to pick a fight with the word faith, folks. But I, but whenever we do talk about faith, there are many people that will say, uh, if they want something to happen in their life, whatever that is, uh, you just need to declare and believe by faith that God will do this. And if you just have enough faith, that person won't die of cancer. If you just have enough faith, you won't lose that job. And, and I tell them with all due respect, uh, I have absolute faith in God's ability to do anything, but I do not have absolute faith in my own ability to predict what God and his sovereignty will choose to do. Uh, but I'm going to trust in him in whatever decision that he makes. Uh, so talk to that, if you would, that when we have faith in God, faith in God is faith in God's ability and sovereignty and judgment. It's not faith in uh, our ability to basically mandate what decisions God will make. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true and a a very good warning to issue about faith. I've seen so many families working in my field of ministry as well that believe that God is going to... Here's a, a person who committed murder or something, and so they end up in prison, and their family doesn't want their son in prison, so they just believe that God is going to let their son out of prison. And, you know, there's consequences for actions and decisions, and as much as you want to believe something, your belief is not going to force God to do anything. Ultimately, and it's what you said, God is sovereign, and he is wise, and he will always do what is best for us. We know that for a fact. Scripture teaches that. But there's a difference between that, between God always doing what is best for us and him doing what we think is best for us. Right. Because often what we think is best for us is really not. Sometimes it might be the worst. Uh, And so what I do encourage people and tell people is, look, you can pray for healing. You can pray for, to keep your job. You can pray for, uh, you know, your son to get out of prison early. All those things are possible within God's sovereignty. But don't expect it. Don't demand it. And, and don't 
go around boasting that God is going to do this for you either, because if and when he doesn't, it, it can bring shame to the cause of Christ and to the gospel yeah. uh, when God in his sovereignty decides to do something different. Yeah, and it can weaken other people's faith too. And, and we, don't, we don't need yep. to be doing that because we set an unrealistic expectation uh, on God. Because, and I know that there's things, but we can, in our own judgment, we can say, well, why would God not do this? Obviously, this is clearly the best thing for God to do. But no matter how clear something appears to me, J.D., on the surface, the bottom line is I don't trust my judgment compared to an almighty, perfect, holy, and righteous God. I, I just, I don't trust my judgment, even if something seems like common sense, this would be a good thing and a better thing. Uh, if God says no, then I must, logic demands that I defer to God's judgment in this case for whatever his purposes may be. Uh, even if it's something that involves horrible pain and suffering, I have to defer to, I have to basically say God is God and I am not. And uh, I, I either trust in him. It really comes down to this. It's binary. Uh, either God's right and I'm wrong or I'm right and God's wrong. I, I got one of those two choices. And, and so I just, you know, I choose to say, God, I trust in you, even though I cannot for the life of me figure out why you would make this decision for action or inaction I trust in your judgment more than I do my own. You're God, I'm not. And, and I think that's, I don't think that in any way diminishes faith. If anything else, I would, I would argue that, that that is a faith strengthening thing is saying, God, I have faith in your judgment and your decisions and your decision of action or inaction. I have faith in what you do and what you allow to happen. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah we believe in God and we don't always. God is more trustworthy and reliable and powerful than we are. Yeah. You know, we believe in him rather than ourselves. Very true. Give me the keys to the universe. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, uh, folks, the book again is What is Faith? How do you know or how to know that you believe? Uh, it's Redeeming Press. You can get it on Amazon. You can also go online to redeeminggod.com and J.D. Myers. J.D., very interesting discussion. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Bob, for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care now. You're listening to The Bob Duco Show. So that was the Bob Dutko Show. Again, he has the number one Christian radio show in Detroit. And he also is one of the most listened to Christian talk show hosts in the United States. Sort of reminds me a little bit a couple years ago when I talked with Drew Marshall about my book, The Atonement of God. And... Um, he is, Drew is, if you don't know, is the most Christ, uh, listened to Christian radio talk show host in Canada. Really enjoy these conversations about my books. Hey, look, if you, if you have a podcast or radio show and want to interview me for something that, uh, that you have, one of my books, or even some of the topics, things I talk about here on the podcast or on my blog at redeeminggod.com, just reach out to me. Just go to redeeminggod.com. There's a little contact me section near the bottom, and uh, we can go from there. And again, look, uh, we talked about my book, What is Faith? If you haven't purchased a copy yet, paperback or ebook version, they are available anywhere books are sold. You will learn what your faith is and more importantly, how to know that you actually believe. Don't think that you have false faith, spurious faith, temporary faith. You're going to get answers in the book about this so-called demon faith in James chapter 2. All of your other questions about faith will get answered, or at least many of them will, I guess. I can't say all of them, but most of them, when you get and read that book. It is available on Amazon right now for $2.99 for the ebook version. It's a screaming deal for the information that the book provides. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. Join me again tomorrow when we will be talking a little bit more about faith. We'll be looking at a Bible verse that deals with faith and what this verse teaches us about our faith. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye.